Welcome to the TMD Podcast, guys. Um, thank you for taking the time to join in and listen today. My name's Chris. I have the privilege of joining forces with Craig Burns and Joel Diebel. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hey, everyone. We uh, appreciate you guys giving your time. Absolutely. And your uh, substantial talent that you guys have. <laughs> we were talking a little bit as we were preparing that these guys show up for the you know, somewhat of controversial things, um, which we're going to be heading to. So our last two episodes are wrapping up here in, in the month of February on the Apostles' Creed. Um, we'll kick that off. We'll, we'll read through that section of the Creed here in just a moment. But I wanted to really quick go back and say, why did we take a few months, a couple episodes a month, and do this? As a reminder... The Apostles' Creed, it is a time-tested summary of the Christian faith. Um, if you go out to NovationChurch.org, follow the link to our beliefs, you will now see in there the Apostles' Creed. And we did that, and we worked through this, you know, kind of logical sections of the Creed over the past several weeks and months um, to just... Uh, to reinforce, I guess, that the Apostles' Creed, it is the short summary of our faith. It serves as a guide and a guard to the teaching in Novation Church and what occurs in the community, and ultimately points us to the author of our faith, and as Colossians chapter 1 says, the meaning of all life on this earth. So, all right, guys, um, we are going to then be, as I said, wrapping up the creed. So here's the final section of the creed. Um, in the month of January, we did talk about the Holy Spirit. We're including that in this. But here, here's the section of the creed that we're wrapping up with in these last couple episodes. We believe in the Holy Spirit, Christ's holy church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the re resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. So, guys, <laughs> all right, so there is a notable shift um, from, you know, kind of the deity section of the Apostles' Creed, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, now to an emphasis on humanity, and as we were discussing earlier, guys, really how humanity relates to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, we were asking the question, should this get our attention? Obviously, this should get our attention. Why? Um, why is this important? Why should we take note and, and really pay attention to this last piece of how we relate? Yeah, and I'll jump in real quick there um, with some of my thoughts. And... Uh, you know, there are sort of three things in the phrase that I'm going to focus on, uh, Christ's holy church. Um, first, obviously, it's Christ's. It's not mine. It's not Joel's. It's not Chris's. It's Christ's holy church. And, uh, and there, are, there are elements, you know, and, you know, we look at, well, what is, what is this church? You know, we say, what, what is this thing that we say we believe in? And uh, 
and there are a, a few different aspects of the church that I think we should talk about. Um, one is this uh, notion of the invisible church. Um, and to define that, uh, the definition you would find there would be the, the church as God sees it. And it's this uh, reality that no matter what I see or think I see in another person's life, I can't say whether they're in the church or not. Um, only God and, and effectively they know that. Um, that makes it an invisible church. I, I cannot physically see uh, you know, salvation in another person's life. I can see fruits of salvation. Um, but you know, in my own life, I can tell you those can be masked. A, a good example of that is, I believe it was you know, back uh, the experience of Elijah, right? Uh, I mean, different. This is Old Testament time, obviously. But as far as followers of the one true God in Israel, Elijah thought he was alone. And part of God's correction to him on that was, uh, you're not alone, right? Mm-hmm. There's at least 7,000 of you, right? So, <laughs> so, yeah. But that's what you're talking about, and which is good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the second aspect that I would highlight then is uh, this, this notion of a visible church. This would be the church as, as Christians on earth, you know, can physically see and, and participate in. Um, and uh, this would then be made up of all those who profess faith in Christ and live their lives in such a way that it demonstrates that faith and profession. And uh, also it's visible in, uh, you know, any group of people who come together regularly to worship Christ together, profess their faith in him together, as well as administer properly the sacraments of the church. Yeah. I, I think uh, one important uh, aspect of this, when I, when I think about Christ's holy church, and, and you kind of mentioned it, it's, it's Christ's church, it's not anybody else's, is that uh, the church is uh, described uh, in Scripture as the bride of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, <clears throat> Jesus loves his bride, and he paid the price for his, his bride. Um, and with that came, you, you, know, a, a, you know, a bridegroom price that he paid. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, to me, when I look at that and I think about, uh, you know, the broader church, and as we have our discussion, we'll probably use uh, the church as big C church and little C church. And that's kind of what you're referencing there, Craig, is that the... Big C church is that invisible church. That's the church that spans uh, generations, that spans uh, across uh, geographic boundaries and time and everyone who uh, has been called by, by Jesus. And then little C church being our, our local uh, church as well. Um, but understanding that all of us are purchased by Christ and uh, under his covering uh, in community, uh, as a universal church, um, really just calls out in me, you know, how I can operate with other members of, of this big yeah. church. So let's back up a little bit there, guys, because we talked about some of this, and I know there's even uh, been members of Nuve- of Novation that uh, when we put the Apostles' Creed up that were kind of concerned, they've had some experience in past church, 
where, you know, they said the Apostles' Creed every Sunday morning, and, you know, it might have been something that was misused or abused or misunderstood. So let's talk about this one section where a more traditional version of the Apostles' Creed used the word Catholic. Um, some other traditional and or modern versions, like you were saying, use the word universal. Um, we like kicking around big C church, little C church. Um, mm -hmm. So let's talk about that a little bit. So uh, Novation Statement of Faith, uh, the Apostles' Creed that we can find out there. Uh, we use the phrase Christ's Holy Church. That refers to what Joel was just describing, is the Big C Church. The Big C Church spans um, all time. Um, it spans, you know, global is even a limitation, right? Mm -hmm. It's not big enough, right? <laughs> global tech, you know, uh, typically global would be in, in our current time around the world, but it, his church goes, his, his big C church, universal church, even the word used in the more traditional Catholic, that's not a reference to the Roman Catholic Church. That is, a, that is an older word that describes that same concept of uh, all members of Christ's body, the church, um, that spans race, time, um, culture, um, language. <laughs> so, so the and versus little C church, um, which we will, which we can will be talking about community, the local community, the local body of the church here that is novation is one of those, and I, and I think Chris, to you know, one verse to. Basically, you know, sum up what you're describing there. Um, Acts 4.12 says that salvation is, is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. Right. So ultimately, everyone who is under, uh, uh, under Jesus is under that holy Catholic universal, whatever word yeah. you want to use, church. Whatever word you're most comfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> and I would also connect in, you know, along the same lines uh, to that. And as, as Chris was saying, there's, uh, there's no national boundaries to this. There's, there's no time boundaries to this. You know, we pull from Galatians in 328. Uh, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And that kind of points to both, uh, to me. It points to the belonging in the church, capital, capital C church. It also connects into what we're talking about in a little bit, which is the communion of the saints. You know, we're yeah. all one. It's the, the, the united effort of the local small C church. The community of believers, <laughs> right? I, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I love that passage. Every time I hear it now from a, I don't know, sometime in the last couple of years, one there is a modern-day teacher named Tim Keller, um, a guy that I have learned a lot from, enjoy listening to. It was actually a story of Tim Keller's wife. Mm -hmm. They are in some major metropolitan area. Um, seems like it was Boston, but I'm not sure. Might have been New York City because that's where their church is. <laughs> but um, his wife is a petite 
white lady, okay, walks into a coffee shop and is standing next to a 6'5", 275-pound black man wearing like a Harley vest and, and petite white lady that is very conservative in dress and, and you know, that kind of uh, socioeconomic picture that you would see. Um, and then a, like he said, a 6'5", black man that weighs about 275, has a ZZ top beard, and is wearing a black leather vest, but right on his shoulder is a big tattoo of a cross with a heart on it and some other stuff. Tim Keller's wife just goes, hey, do you follow, do you, do you love Jesus? Yes, ma'am, I do. And these two completely <laughs> different individuals are sitting there have an instant community because they both love and follow Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. both capital C church and little C church, yeah. right? Instantaneous. I mean, it is yeah. both. <laughs> yeah. So, and just to relate to that personally, personally, really quick, is for those who've been to the Dominican or other mm, countries yeah. and cultures. I mean, go to a worship service in the Dominican and come back and tell me that that's not. Awesome to awesome. see those people uh, and how they relate uh, in their church, Little C. And how quickly uh, we can relate together. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. And so it's a beautiful picture of, of how um, the church spans across all of those different boundaries that we would normally associate with great things. Yeah, so humans relate through little local community Little C Church, we relate together through the church connected to the Big C Universal Church that has been around for 2,000 years. Um, by the work of the Holy Spirit, because of the <laughs> person and work of Jesus Christ who showed us who the real Father is. So <laughs> all of that, now we come back down that line and let's talk about the communion of saints. Guys, you know, uh, Craig, you mentioned even the sacraments, which certainly two that are very common across, you know, local communities of church would be baptism and communion. And that word happens to show up here in the Apostles' Creed in this section, the communion of saints. Tell us a little bit about communion. Yeah, so, um, so an interesting thing that I, that I noticed uh, right out of the gate uh, with uh, this phrase, the communion of the saints, um, is just its placement and its overall um, reading to me and reading through the creed didn't seem like we were talking about a practice in the creed. Right. Uh, so when we talk about communion in today's church, we typically associate it with a practice of taking some bread, taking some juice, um, and uh, and that's a sacrament. That's that's an important aspect of uh, connecting to Christ. Um, but it's not what the creed seems to focus on. And so when you actually look up uh, communion, if you if you pull the definition. Um, you, you'll get you know anywhere from five to eight definitions of this word. Um, over half, two thirds of the definitions are about community. They're not they're not about the act or the practice of communion. 
they're more along the lines of, well, I'll just read something here, uh, uh, association or fellowship, uh, the act of sharing or holding in common, participating, um, a group of persons having a common religious faith, um, you know, interchange or sharing of thoughts or emotions. I mean, these are things, you know, you, you, you go to and you, you look for scriptures to support these and, and you can't count them. You know, you, you go through the Beatitudes and you constantly are seeing the one another's. The one another's are about communion. They're about yeah. community. Um, this act of being united. And it's, it's so far beyond at least what my brain would tend to associate the word communion with, that it, it actually kind of floored me. I mean, I'm probably yeah. coming across that way right now too. But um, I, I literally had to pause and like, like, whoa. <laughs> it was. Yeah, and, and to tag on to that, um, you know, I, I did a little research myself and in, in the, you know, the, the Greek language and, and what that word, uh, how that's used in, in scripture. Every time it was used, it was in context of communion with other people who are physically with you and so on. Um, and it just, to me, kind of related the uh, importance of the local church and being in community. And if you've been at Novation for any length of time, you know, that's a common theme and a thread that runs through our culture and our community. And, and this is what it's based out of. It's not just because we wanted to be that way, but I think that's uh, how the local expression of the church uh, is executed. And, uh, you know, the local church, our, our Novation community is, uh, you know, with God's grace, uh, accomplishing the goal of, of the Big C Church mm -hmm. mission. And that's, at, that's through community and that's through um, the one another's and, and all the things you just described. And it kind of brings me back to, I, I was telling you, Chris, that I, I think it was the first podcast on this that you were talking about unity and how the Apostles' Creed, you know, gives us that framework, that, that guardrail to make, you know, give us uh, the boundaries uh, that unify us as a body of believers. And uh, this just kind of reinforces that to me of, of, you know, how we do that in community with, with one another. Yeah. And one of the things I wanted to kind of talk about, too, uh, with community, and, you know, I know we all have encountered someone, and, you know, there may be people listening who have thought this or maybe think this now of, you know, uh, hey, I'm, I'm part of the, what we defined earlier as the invisible church. I, I know I'm a believer. Why do I have to go to church? Why do I have to spend time with other believers? Um, and uh, I, have a, I have a poll, actually, a Gallup uh, poll. Um, it was conducted just uh, at the end of last year. And uh, uh, they found in their poll that uh, church membership in the U.S., right? So, you know, we always think of how, how, how great we are in this in this. Uh, uh, category. And uh, so from, from 1928, they found that uh, at that time, over 75% of the U.S. population uh, claimed membership in a body of believers. A local a, community. A local small C church. Right. Um, 
as of uh, 2019, that number has dropped to, to 50%. Um, and then, uh, so an interesting thing though, from that same poll, so of the 50% of people in the U.S. who reportedly claim to belonging to a local small C church, when asked if they believe in God, um, the same respondents of the entire poll, uh, uh, a whopping 87% of respondents uh, claimed that they believed in God. Yeah. Um, there's a clear disconnect yeah. when I see those, those numbers. You, yeah. you have 87% of people claiming to a belief in something, but I would, I would argue strongly are missing the, the boat by not connecting with the community around them. listening to you guys you know the Apostles Creed brings in the importance of Christ's Holy Church what we talked about the universal like we as followers and as teachers and leaders in a, in a small even in a in a local community local church can't forget that it's important that it is important to help each other connect to the, you know, the big C church, the body of Christ. Um, we were talking a little earlier about um, another well-known teacher, pastoral figure, Francis Chan, has some recent commentary about communion and the body and, and, and that, and there's a, that he recognizes, or he, 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 He's suspicious of a disconnect there as well, right? It's related, but same. But um, the the body of Christ, Big C Church, it's very important, and the Apostles' Creed reminds us of that. It is important to be connected to know that we do that. One of those ways that we do that is through the sacrament of, of right. communion, right. right? The primary way that we do that though is the community of the saints yep. the local body participating mm -hmm. and and, I, and and as i hear you two guys talking and i was going to try and summarize this pretty shortly and now i've been running <laughs> on but big c church is important small c church is important right so connecting to the body of christ is and having that even as a loner that's out there saying, yes, I love Jesus. Yes, I'm a part of the invisible church. I see no reason that I need to participate in the local church because frankly, those people just tend to tick me off. Yeah. And and we, if you've been around church long enough, you've probably encountered. And sometimes the reasons that some of those folks have been hurt or been ostracized or whatever, they're good ones. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but, Right here in the creed, we are reminded, and this flows out of scripture, 
that the community of local believers is extremely important as well. And, and I would say, and we've been throwing this term out there that <clears throat> everyone should go out and read, you know, 1 Corinthians 12, describing the body of Christ. And the way it's described is how you interact with your own body, you know, your, your hand right. and your feet. And, and there's no disconnect there. We're all, we're all in it, you know, together, I guess you could say. Uh, so to abandon that mindset because of past pains or, or struggles with the local church, uh, little C, um, and give up on that, I, th I think, is a travesty that, that some people have experienced. Right. Uh, and I'll kind of reiterate, like, Christ loves the church. I mean, this is, this is his bride. This is his body. Um, and to, ha to hold that at the same level that Christ does, uh, I think, is a, a, something that all of us should aim for yeah. as, as believers and followers of Christ. Good. Well, to support that, too, um, I'll just uh, read, actually, First John 3.10. Uh, where it says, By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God. And the important part, I think, for what we're talking about, uh, nor is the one who does not love his brother. And if we truly see the local small c church as Christ sees it, um, and we see that as the family of, of God, then I see the other people in it, even that hurt me, as my brother. Right. And I could tell stories, and we could go on and on all day of times my brother and I have actually hurt each other. Yep. But coming on 40 years of brotherhood, we still love each other. I hope you hear that, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's funny because each of us could probably say the exact same thing, right? My brother Michael. Um, we're going on a little over 45 now, <laughs> Closer. right? So, <laughs> and, oh, yeah, when we were younger especially. I mean, I was, I was a jerk of an old brother plenty of times. But yet, yeah, I wouldn't want anyone else but him, right? And, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's growth. And I know Joel has Matt, so. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> That's a great analogy. Thank you for that. Good word picture. Um, okay, so we've spoken about the one another's too. To, so if you're around Novation Church long enough, you'll hear that um, very likely, but you've got to be around probably long enough to hear that. Um, if you're just around Novation Church, um, the one another's occur, it's something like 60 times. I was going to try and look that up, but it's, it's like 60 times throughout the New Testament there's this reference to this phrase, one another in the English, and that is usually following something. Love one another, be kind to one another, teach one another. Um, there's a whole lot of them, right? <laughs> so 59, 60 of them, something like that, that, uh, that occurs throughout the New Testament. And that occurs again in the communion of saints, in the community. So last point, last, uh, last kind of discussion that uh, we wanted to have. Another novation term? Ism. Ism? Yeah, okay, we'll do that. Um, 
that we ever that again if you're around on a Sunday morning even you'll hear this even from stage once in a while there's a there is kind of a I would call it a philosophy that we embrace that might be putting too big of a term on it but uh, we say this is a community where you can belong before you believe let's talk about that guys you know part of the function of the Apostles Creed as answering the question of what we believe here in our community um, is to guard us against false teaching, to guide our teaching. Let's talk about the communion of saints and how and or if it supports this, this concept we have around our body, uh, this is a place to belong before you believe. Part of our purpose of working through this Apostles' Creed, part of the uh, what we have up on our beliefs um, on NovationChurch.org, welcome to go there, uh, is our DAC, the Apostles' Creed, um, serves as a guide and a guard, a guide to our teaching and a guard against false teaching. So we have at least, again, maybe philosophy might be too strong of a term, but it is certainly something that we aspire to have be the truth around here, and that is our community is a place where you can belong before you believe, meaning you can belong to our community before you say, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Lord. So uh, let's talk about that. How does this communion of saints, does it even um, support kind of the philosophy that we have around here called belong before you believe? Well, yeah, my, my response to that, Chris, is, is going back to what we were kind of describing, the nuance here of, of you know, uh, this, this uh, phrase uh, going from a wider funnel to more, uh, more local uh, in that, you know, we talked about the invisible and the visible church, right? Invisible church being those who are called by Christ and call him Lord and Savior, uh, in which case... You know, that's that believe part that right. that we, we reference in, in that phrase. Uh, the belonging part, you know, the communion of saints, I don't see anything in Scripture that, that tells us that uh, a non-believer can't enjoy a home group here, here at Novation, or they, they can't be part of a, a community. Uh, and, I, and I think uh, that's absolutely a, a place where people can belong. They may not be part of the invisible church necessarily, uh, but with the hope that, you know, being part of this community and, and us as vessels for uh, uh, Jesus Christ, that ultimately they would become part of that invisible church in the broader church community. Yeah, and I would tag in uh, Chris there and say, um, you know, connecting back, you mentioned the one another's. And one of the questions that comes to my mind when, you know, when I first heard that novationism, belong before you believe, <laughs> You know, and thinking back to my pre-salvation days, right, why would I want to, right? right? Uh, but connecting back to the one another's, and I want to just give you two, okay, from Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Um, so, so first, let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works. There's one, uh, there's one of the one another's, right? Someone wants to stir towards love and good works, even as a non-Christian, I valued those, right? Um, and, and, and then in 25... As many you know, non-Christians do. 
Honestly, right. yeah. good works. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and then in twenty five, verse twenty five of, of Hebrews ten, um, encouraging one another. Hmm. Like, good man. What do I love more than being encouraged? I I don't know. Uh, you, <laughs> it's a great thing to receive encouragement, right? And if we are as as this local small C church, if we are functioning as Christ's church, this is something that we are to do. Uh, this is this is part of the sacraments is to stir one another up to love and good works and to encourage one another. Right. And you know, I have to think, you know, I've been a Christian for a little while now, so I have to think back a ways. But before I was a Christian, these are some of the things that drew me to even trying to walk through. What does this mean? Right. Good point. And so I would put the caps on. I'm glad that you brought that up because I would. There has been throughout church history, you're in or you're out. Right? There are, uh, his name escapes me. Oh, I wish I could remember his name. He, uh, he preached in a church where there were names and locks on pews. Mm. And because he invited in the masses into the church, the people whose names were on those pews kept their pews locked and there were people sitting in the aisles and stuff with empty pews in the church. Wow. Hmm. A very notable church history figure that I can't pull the name <laughs> out of my head right now. Um, so, But that concept has been there. There's other churches where there was a division. If you are a member Christ church, you know, a member of our church and a member of the invisible church, you are over here on this side. And if you're not you are over here on this side. So it's almost the separation of the clean and the unclean. Why I bring all that up? So much of Jesus Christ's example, recorded by the authors of the New Testament, many times appearing in these words, one another, there is no distinction. Mm -hmm. It is not, that, that that is not to be kind if you follow Jesus, if you don't follow Jesus, I'm okay to be a jerk, right? So if this guy over here isn't following Jesus, I can treat him as bad as, no, that's crazy. That is, that's nuts. No, we are called to live this way, the way that Jesus did. Jesus had full of grace, kindness, peace, healing, everything for any person that he came across, whether they were demon-possessed and out of their mind or, <laughs> or a disciple, of which there were more than 12, right? right. It was just his inner circle was the 12, right? right? So, so yes, so I'm, I'm glad. All three of us say yay to Apostles' <laughs> Creed, yes, supports <laughs> the teaching that you will hear once in a while, at least, of belong for before you believe. Any other closing thoughts you guys have? Uh, I would throw out, uh, I don't know, a pitch or a plea, but, you know, if, if you are in that category, as Joel said, you know, um, there's nothing in Novation culture, there's certainly nothing in any Novation bylaw that says you can't join a home group. Mm, good. Regardless if, regardless if your, you know, Acknowledgement or participation in this invisible church, as we called it, capital C Church. Um, it's a great place to connect, 
to enter into community, to start questioning what do the what do these guys believe about X? What do we believe about Y? That's the place to dig in. Right. And there's nothing better, I'll tell you. I mean, home group, yes, but so many the the common experience at Novation, this expression of the communion of saints in the Apostles' Creed, much of the common experience especially in a home group that you would find is there's nothing more that we would like to do than help be, be the medium, as you brought up before, be kind of the vehicle to connect you to the experience of the Holy Spirit, the Son, and the Father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right? Whether you believe in it or not, if there's something we can do to connect, then that's what we want yeah, my, my only closing thoughts are... You Joel's know, every, the leader of home groups, by the way. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I, did not, I did not pay them beforehand to say any of this. I stole his plug. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my only thought, closing thought with this is, you know, any time I get the chance to really dwell and reflect on something, uh, you know, like this, it just... I felt like we could have talked about this for eight more hours, you know, talking about... Uh, Christ Church and, and communion with other believers and what that means and um, you know I would encourage everyone who's listening to this to really reflect on that you know why why is God's church important uh, you know why do we do what we do mm, good. Um, because I, I think the more we dwell into that the more compelling it is to be a part of of what Christ's body is doing uh, both in the global context of his church, Big C, and then also our, our local church here at Novation. So awesome. hopefully that resonates with those who are uh, out there listening to this. And uh, for me, it's been a good thing to reflect on. Cool. No better way to close it up. So in um, as we are wrapping and saying goodbye, don't forget, uh, we still have the TND Facebook group out there for any comments, questions, or, th- or just sharing some thoughts. Uh, find the find the Novation Church Facebook page, and I'll take you right in. Thank you guys again so much for joining us, listening. One more episode coming in in a week to close out the Apostles' Creed. Bye. To you, oh God, who declares me innocent.